0: Today, we want to remind you that this podcast is available on your iPhone through your iTunes store or on your Android through Google Play. Just search The Sylvester Team, and you will be able to subscribe for easy access. And, of course, a rating of five stars would be terrific. It keeps us searchable. Um, Who is reading, uh, doing their personal development this month? Hope you are choosing between Go for No written by Richard Fenton and Andrea Waltz. Uh, It's really a must, guys, because until you get a no, you're really not pressing in. And as you heard John Kite talk yesterday on the Equus Call, we are leaving money on the table, which means we're leaving people unprotected or not fully protected. So think about that as you're reading Go for No. The other choice this month is a book we Dick and I both enjoy, which is The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. Either of these books would add greatly to your success and your personal development um, and your journey in this 90-day madman cycle that we are in. Dick, are you ready to start with the sales tips for today?
1: Connie, I am. Uh, I wanted to open this morning with uh, a prior career many of you know I was in the resort business, and I worked at a a place in uh, southern Indiana near Lawrenceburg right outside of Cincinnati called Hidden Valley Lake. And the reason I'm sharing this with you this morning, it was years later before we knew what a gem we had. We were just selling dirt lots, and we really didn't realize the potential of what we were creating. But this particular lake, was unique. Most of the lakes like it were anywhere from one to two hours from a major city. We were 22 miles from downtown Cincinnati. We were three miles from I-275, which is the outer belt that went around the city. Uh, We were 30 minutes from two major malls, 30 minutes from the airport. Water and sewer uh, lines and even the electric lines and telephone lines were all underground, which was unheard of for what we call a middle-income community, had a gorgeous golf course, everything that you could possibly need. And I share that with you Because at the time, we didn't understand. Now, whose fault was that? Well, part of it was a developer's fault. They should have put together uh, a list of benefits that we have, much like what I've done with our Simplified Issue products for you all. You know, we've got something very special here, and I just wish people would zero in. I sat in on the Zoom call this morning when they had their meeting, and I think it was James Danielson wrote a guy up, six days, or now eight days ago, and his son called him on Sunday evening and said, is dad's policy in force? And James said, yes, it is. Why do you ask? He said, well, he passed away last night. Guys, what we do really does matter. Now, today we're going to focus on the parts of a sales presentation because you can have the best product knowledge. You can have the best products but not know how to apply it, it's kind of like having a car without gas. You know, what good is a Ferrari if you don't fuel for it? You know, and there's five parts of every sales presentation. The first part is what we refer to as a warm-up. I'm not going to deal with that today, but I'm just setting the stage for this. That's where we develop like and trust with our client. You know, on a virtual call that usually lasts two, three, four minutes, On a face-to-face, it could go up to, say, 10 or so minutes. But the warm-up, if we need to really train on that much, this may not be the right career for you. We need to understand that. The second phase of it is what we call the transition. That's when we talk from our transition from, you know, get the warm, fuzzy feelings out, really connect with the people, to getting down to business. That's also the place where we start the plan of pain discovery helping them understand what pain there is if they don't have our product. You know, if you live on a lake and you don't have a boat, there's a lot of pain for your family because the other people have boats and you and your kids don't. So, if I was selling boats, I would how important is it is for you to be out there with them on your own boat. You know, that's the pain discovery of selling boats. We have pain discovery on selling Everything, but especially on insurance. The third aspect of this is educate. You know, uh, we're not going to cover that today, but just understanding what some of the other products are out there. An example of that, on the final expense side, you know, when you realize that AARP and Colonial Pen are a five-year banded term, well, what does that mean, Dick? I'm new to the industry. It means every time your birthday is divisible by five age 50, age 55, age 60, age 65, the price goes up. And then the worst and most insidious part of that is the day you turn 80, that product is gone. Guys, you need to know that so that you can really counsel your clients in in the right way. So education is an important part of that. Uh, The next part is the fact find. That's where we determine and really drill down on the pain discovery process. And then the last part is presenting the rates or the prices and pointing out what happens next. That what happens next today is going to be critical and crucial to your success because a lot of people are not very good on that part. That's why we're doing it. And then we, we phase that part out with a third-party emotional story. And, as we go through this process, what you're going to see is we're going to allow them to determine their level of pain, and then we're going to give them solutions to the pain by giving them two solutions we're not high high pressure or closing we're allowing them. To to pick the one that best fits their situation and needs. Uh, and it's the same way for critical period. We're going to focus today on mortgage protection, but it's the same process with critical period. You know, when you realize if somebody dies and there's nobody to make that house payment and the kids have to sell the house in a fire sale, you know, all that equity that those parents have worked for years to create can be gone in a matter of days because somebody wasn't prepared. And guys, you can change that. You can give the family enough money to make two or three or four or six house payments so that they can wait out, you know, the people that are just circling around trying to find a deal on a home. Uh, It is important that the house gets sold, but let's let's give the family a fighting chance. So at first off, Let's go through the transition from the uh, warm-up, you know. And this is how we would go. This is verbiage that I would use. Uh, You know, John and Mary, you're going to receive a ton of responses to help you with mortgage protection. Most of those plans are really good. A few of them are great. And today, I'm only going to focus on the great plans because God forbid you ever need to use this coverage you're going to be grateful that we took the time to find the best parachute for you, not just a good one. At that point, we start the the pain discovery. If for some reason, John doesn't come on because of a car wreck or heart attack. Now remember, neither does his paycheck. So if for some reason, I'm not able to help you today, I have a question for you. Do you have a plan B on keeping Mary and the kids in their home? Well, no. Well, how do you feel about that? Well, not very good. Well, Mary, with no plan in place to keep you in the home, where would you have to go live? If John hadn't come home yesterday because of a car wreck or a heart attack, well, I'd have to go maybe live with my sister. Does she live close by, or would the children have to change schools? Well, they'd probably have to change schools. So what you're telling me is the children are faced with a situation. First off, they lose their father due to an accident or heart attack. And then they lose all their friends by changing schools, and there's a good chance they're going to lose their mother because she's going to have to take on a second or third job to make ends meet. Had you ever thought about that before? No, we hadn't. How do you feel about that? Well, I really never looked at it that way before. Well, unfortunately, we deal with this all the time. Too many times, almost too many times to count, we call back to help people get coverage, and it's too late. This process sets up the close, guys. That is your transition. That transitions from warm-up, now we're into business, and we've established what the pain is. Now, the close, and I'm going to go back through this at the end, but the close is a process of offering solutions to problems that they have determined they have. See, the reason we offer uh, when we're doing mortgage protection – we offer maybe an option for 60% of the mortgage or 100%. Now, how, Dick, how did you come up with this idea of offering 60% or 100%? Well, something that I know, if you noticed our leaderboard today, we had 118 applications for $118,000 in premium. The average premium across the nation is $85 a month. So I'm going to try to find a payment in the solution that I come up with that's somewhere in that 80 to $85 a month range. So I might have to drop down to 40 or 50% of the mortgage amount to get to that $80 a month payment. But I'm going to do that. And then I'm probably going to show them 100% of the mortgage as well. Now, why did I give them two choices? There's some psychology behind this. Why two choices? Because You want them thinking about which one rather than am I going to buy or not going to buy. See, we don't want them thinking about a single payment that might be too high because if we show them a single payment that's too high, what are they going to tell you? i got to think about it because it's more than they plan to spend. By offering two choices, what happens, the psychology behind this is it makes it natural and normal not to cover the entire mortgage. People like to do something that's natural and normal, and it also fosters the idea, well, you know, 60% of that mortgage, now I never tell them it's 60%. I just figure that on my own. But they're going to say, well, you know, that that's a little high. Do you have something around, you know, and they'll give you a payment in many cases? Let me give you an example. Say we're dealing with a $246,000 mortgage and the client's 40 years old. Uh, I'm going to do $150,000 of 20- and 30-year term on my cheat sheet before I call them, on a virtual sale or on an in-home presentation. Then I'm going to do $246,000 on a 20- and a 30-year option. Now, I'm going to give them the rates, and probably because they're so young and the rates are so low, I'm going to stick with the 30-year. So I would say, now, John, if we do... Uh, the 150000 now let me explain to you why I did the 150000 God forbid in 10 years or 12 years or next year, you don't come home because of a car wreck or heart attack. And Christine, if I bring you a check for $150,000, I didn't pay the mortgage off. Are you going to be mad at me? Well, no, I wouldn't be mad at you. Well, the reason I I did that is that 150000 would allow you to re amortize your mortgage and lower the payment so that it was less than rent, so we get to keep you in the house that way, or maybe we want to cover the whole mortgage for the eighty eight ninety now moments after you give them the pre the premium um, before they can say anything, this is what you say um let me explain to you, and this is an important part of it. This is part of the script that you really need to zero in on. Let me explain what happens next. You just gave them the price. We'll take an application along with your banking information. Once you sign the applications, these policies take two to three business days to be issued. After it's approved, it will take you three weeks to receive your policy. During that three-week period, if something happens to one or uh, or the other of you, they will continue the underwriting process as if you were still living. If they come back and say, yep, we would have covered that person, somebody's going to get a check. We've had that happen already. One of our managers wrote a young lady up at 7.30 at night. 9.38 that night, she was killed in a car wreck. Her son graduated from college on a policy his mother bought two hours and eight minutes before she was killed. Now, all the plans I put together for you are just like hers, where you've got coverage immediately. Let me ask you this, should we be considering a portion of the mortgage, the one for the 3852, or should we look to cover the entire mortgage for the 5995? Which do you feel best fits your needs or your budget? See, guys, right there is the close. Now, if they're sitting there, you just shared a third-party story about someone else who was killed in a car wreck. Now, that Zoom call this morning, when James shared that about somebody he wrote up, and six days later, the guy died. Can you imagine if the client would have written something out and had something on his desk, said insurance quote, whatever it was, James Danielson? And the son called James Sunday night, and James said, yeah, I did talk to your dad, but he he felt like he just had to think about it for a few days, and no, he didn't move forward with it. Stop and think about the impact that would have had on this family. And guys, look how many we talked to, either on the virtual side or in home, that that's the reality of what happened now why did that client choose not to think about it well usually it's operator error because just about everybody can be sold if we had the time and the luxury i think it was one of the baseball coaches made the comment one time he said if the game was longer we would we could have won it you know we just ran out of time we only had 9 innings we needed 20 innings on this one You know, and it's kind of the same way here. So we need to learn to focus more quickly on the things that matter. And the things that matter are not things for us because what we say and do and think, you know, that's not going to impact our life as much, but what we say and do and think and how we convey it to the client is what's going to make the difference for them. So going back to the closing aspect of this, why Why do we choose options? Because options to us are options, but to the client, they're solutions. They're solutions to a problem they know they have. And the problem is they don't have a plan B. Now, how many times have you heard people say, well, I already have insurance? Well, it's our job to point out, one, how many people do you know have too much life insurance? In fact, could you make a list of people you know that have enough? I have never met a widow that thought she had too much life insurance when he died. Never met a widow. And and the thing of it is, if we get something in place for them guys right now, we may not sell them as sell them as much insurance as they need today, but if we can keep that family in that home say, a fifty dollars or $75,000 policy on a $300,000 mortgage, if we can keep that family in that house three to five years, we've done a good thing. Now, the goal is is to go back in a month or six months and help do a review and help them get more coverage. I can't tell you how many agents, when we first started working with living benefits, they would call a client and say, do you have living benefits with your policy? Yes, I have. Okay, good and go on. I wanted to do a swan dive off of a high bridge, head first, because if they've got one living benefits policy and they use it and they use all the death benefit up, now they don't have any life insurance and they can't get it. So every client we have should have at least two separate policies with living benefits. So if they have to use one, They've used all the death benefit up on one, but they still have a a backup plan where they have have life insurance available. So understanding the need of the client and putting yourself, if you were in their shoes and you had never thought about these things here. I listened to uh, some of the people on the Zoom call this morning, and they made the comment. You know, one of the gals made the comment. She said, you know, I I cheated this past week. I sold a friend, or yesterday, she said, I sold a friend insurance. I wasn't able to sell anything on the Zoom. No, you didn't cheat. You helped a friend get something, and she said I, I helped her because of a situation in my life that I realized how vulnerable I was. Guys, we're all vulnerable, and it's just our responsibility <coughs> to learn to convey that to the client. So the let me explain what happens next. That's the key that sets the stage for your close because what happens next, you know, you're taking them through the process so there's no surprises. They know they're going to give you banking information. They know when you're finished, they're approved, they're going to, somebody's going to get a check, and they're going to be taken care of. We didn't go into anything about living benefits here. We just went through what they – see, what did they ask for? They asked for a death benefit when they requested information about mortgage protection. Are living benefits great? Yes. But on a virtual sale and or on the in-home, that should be, oh, by the way, because if you get a pushback, well, we're not quite sure yet. We're going to check around and see. Well, whatever you do, don't let anybody stick you with a needle. And let me ask you this. This has got a foreclosure protection benefit with it. Have you ever known anybody – that had cancer, stroke, or heart attacks that lived, the cancer didn't kill them? We well, yes, We know a lot of people like that. If they couldn't work for six months to a year with no paycheck, how do you think they made their mortgage payment? Well, they probably couldn't. Well, if you couldn't work for six months to a year, how would you make your mortgage payment? Well, I couldn't. Well do you remember why it started off, we were talking about having the best parachute or just a good one? well, wouldn't you like to have a mortgage protection plan that would keep you from losing your house due to foreclosure? See, now I'm coming back if I wasn't able to close them to begin with. I still have more ammunition to use to help make the sale. Rather than I'm using sales techniques and closing techniques that work, they've been working since the beginning of time. Now, having our products that we have gives us a second or third or fourth shot at this client by giving them one benefit, try to close them, and if you can close, and tell them about the benefits later. But if they don't close at that point, you have another benefit to give them. If you're looking at foresters and they're younger, then you've got the benefit of orphan benefits to throw to come back at them with. So saving some of these things rather than taking your biggest gun and shooting it and hoping your biggest gun gets the sale and they've got a trust set up for the kid's education, it doesn't matter. Well, now, you know, what they wanted was a death benefit. So zeroing in on what's important for them because, guys, this is not about you or I. This is about the client. Because they have a need, whether they know it or not, they have a need, and it's our job to help them see that need clearly and then give them a solution to it. And the way of providing a solution is giving them choices, because the choices allow them to focus on the choice rather than the problem. Because if they only focus on the problem, they get paralyzed, they're like that deer in the headlight. So by giving them a solution of 2 and $3 a day like I did here, 57 81 or 88 90 It makes it easy for the client to buy, and that's a purpose in what we're doing through this whole uh, session this morning. I hope these things will make a difference, but the part where we talked about, let me explain what happens, go back and listen to that part again, because that's going to be one of the major parts of your closing process.